Thank you for joining us for this message today. If you're new to the church or want to connect in any way, check us out at harborcitychurch.org. We would love to connect with you. Thank you so much. And with that, let's jump into the message. Good morning, Harbor City Church, and to those of you who are listening. But to open up today, I thought it'd be best if I came to you and talked to you a little bit about our take on the George Floyd death and our perspective as just as Christians and not only as and, and as pastors for you to hear hearts. First of all, we want you to know that we believe that the death was wrong, it was senseless and a tragedy for our nation. We believe that God wants unity and uh, he wants us to work together and not uh, be divided through uh, race and color and, and those kind of things. I also have come to the conclusion that <clears throat> I have a lot of um, things in my own heart that aren't right when it comes to diversity. And so this week, uh, I, Lois and I were talking and I told her, and she agreed that same thing, and she can share her heart as you can see her sitting here with me, but I've grown up in a very... Uh, uh, protected? Yeah, protected... Uh, just a kind of life that hasn't seen a lot of the racial <clears throat> tension right. that a lot of other people have. I grew up uh, with my dad uh, surrounding us with uh, black people, with uh, Native Americans, Hispanics, as well as uh, Asians. And so as we grew up in that uh, situation, I was sheltered. I didn't know skin was an, an issue for uh, a lot of people. <clears throat> in light of that, I want you to know that I just looked inside this week and began to ask myself what prejudices I have. And I would say that my prejudices are not as much about skin color as they are about um, social status sometimes or looking at homeless people and maybe judging people from that type of situation or economic deals or why they made those choices. And I don't want to be a judgmental person. So this week we set out on a journey because I was reading about Jesus in John chapter four where he went to the Samaritan woman at the well. And it makes this statement in John four, I think it's in verse six. It says, and he sat down at the well and he was weary. And the Samaritan woman came along and he asked her for a drink. And the woman said, why are you talking to me? People from your race don't talk to people from my race. Mm -hmm. And Jesus just showed that he cared and was interested in her. So I, I have found this week <clears throat> that you need to be a person who sits down and listens. And I've tried to do that this week. And I think Lois would agree with me. So what we did is we, we called some people uh, uh, that are uh, a black skin color in our church to get their perspective. And uh, they told me some of the despair that they grew up with. And they also told me uh, they didn't want to make it a black and white issue. Right. And so uh, I, I listened to some of the things they, they said and I, I hurt with them because I didn't grow up being called names and, uh, because of my, my color. Also, I, I called a Native American friend 
to ask him how he felt growing up. And he said there were things said about him and different things about his race that hurt a lot in his growing up as well. And what I'm trying to say is that I had to sit, I've had to listen, and I've learned that uh, we hurt each other. And so the last thing I wanna say, and that Lois, I'd like you to add to this, is that I feel like the only thing that can overcome in all of this is two things. Love is the first thing. That we wanna love like Jesus, and I don't. And I can only ask God to change me in that way uh, by his grace. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I also think that we need to allow God to heal the hurts in our hearts. Because if we live out of the hurt, then our future is determined by those hurts. And our decisions and our actions and our thoughts yeah. are determined by the hurts that we've experienced. And, and we have an unhealthy filter when we do that. So much of the time, I think when we are reactive, we need to look inside and say, what is it in me that God needs to heal? And at Harbor City Church, our, our mantra, our motto is that we want to live, love, and look like Jesus so that we can represent him well. Mm -hmm. And we are so incredibly imperfect in that. So as for all of us, we need to both give grace and receive grace. When we make mistakes, when we do stupid things, we need to be willing to accept the grace, the forgiveness that God offers to us. And we, then we need to just give it. We need to also help people be healthy by being able to love well. Jesus loved well, which is what afforded him the opportunity to be able to give grace and to receive people regardless yeah. of who they were or what they were yeah. even displaying. Yeah. They even even those who were doing completely inappropriate actions, he decided that he would choose to love them so that they would know that in who they were, that he accepted them. But as we always say, he didn't want any of us, he doesn't want any of us to stay in the same place that we were in before. So we want to ask God to open our eyes to whatever we need to have our eyes open to, whether it's an injustice, whether it's in a judgment, whether it is, whether it is um, our own faults, that we just absolutely, we judge people by what we see them do. We judge ourselves by what we know our intentions are. Yeah. So we need to bring some equity. We need to bring some, uh, we need both of those things to look the same, the way we look at ourselves and the way that we look at others, that we want to love others as we want to be loved. Yeah. And so uh, the, the second thing that I found this week is I'm asking God to change my heart, not judging others by their actions, including even the writing, which I think is wrong. But I also know that oftentimes what you're seeing is something that's been seeding beneath the surface, right. surface for a long time. Right. And the only way to vent that was through getting attention through the writing. So as much as I think it's wrong, I also know that there's a much deeper symptom than what we're seeing right. from the writing. So there's a lot of hurt, reaction. there's a lot of anger, and they need to say, we need to let them know we see it, we forgive them, and we want them to be healed. And if I can be part of that process, I want to. Secondly, I want to say 
we, the other answer is not only God's love, but prayer. And so this morning, as I talk about just mentioning, I've been praying for my heart to be changed. I pray for your hearts to be changed. And then I've asked Cameron to come along and share about the last uh, bit of the armor of God. And then we're going to have Jennifer close us in prayer this morning, mm -hmm. lead us in some Good. prayer. So uh, yeah. with all of that said, here's Cameron uh, to lead you into the last piece of the armor. Good morning, Harbor City Church. Thanks for being with us here uh, today. I just want to take a moment to thank Pastor Doug and Lois Cotton for sharing with us this morning. Uh, I thought, thank you guys. You had some wonderful words of uh, insight and um, words, words of wisdom for us and words of peace. So I just want to thank you for that. It was great to, to hear from you this morning. Uh, it, this has been a challenging week. Uh, for us as a church, as a, as a country, as a nation, and really globally uh, with this, the, the unfortunate, the, the horrible death of George Floyd. And um, we've also seen some, some wonderful protests. Uh, some, we, there's been discussion, even as Pastor Doug was sharing some of the discussions he had this week, and some really valuable dialogue. This week, I had the opportunity of sitting in on a, a video chat uh, with Detective Stansberry, uh, Miguel Stansberry, who's with the Lacey Police Department. And uh, just listening to him and asking him some questions, you could really hear just some of the, he, he's, he's black and he's a, he's a police officer. So we just got to hear his heart and really hear some of the, of the frustrations in him and, and really just some of, some of the pain. And I know that many of you, as we've been, you've probably seen some of the things on the news um, there's been a lot of pain. There's been a lot of suffering. Um, there's also been a lot of, there's been violence. There's been protests. So there's been a wide range of emotion. Um, there's been a lot of reaction. There's also been uh, some action. So what can we do right now in this season? I, I just kind of want to refer back briefly to what Pastor Doug was sharing. In Psalm 139, verse 23 through 24, I'll be reading out the New Living Translations. It says this, Search me, O God. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out, watch this, point out in me anything, uh, point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. I would like to challenge us this week to be introspective. But even more so than that, I'd like to invite you to invite the Holy Spirit to come in to your heart and search you. Lord, come into our hearts, search us. Is there anything in us that would be offensive to you or even those around us? And Lord, let us be, Lord, come on in and just shine your light into the cavern, into the recesses of the deepest parts of our heart and soul. And is there an offensive way in us? Now, the good news is he will do that. And uh, he may bring conviction, definitely not condemnation, but he'll show us some things in our life that maybe this is a little out of place or maybe there's a wound here. or Maybe you need some healing in these areas. And he will do that. And if there's an offensive way, it's as simple as saying, Lord, I see that offensive way in my own heart because, Lord, what, what is happening in our own lives and we can confess those things. And we know the Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us 
from all unrighteousness. You know, in these difficult times, we need to love. You know, after we've invited the Holy Spirit into our, into our lives and he's shown his light and we've repented, we need to begin to walk in love, in a supernatural love. I was reminded this word stuck with me this week. It was really, really powerful. Martin Luther King Jr., I'm sure many of you have heard it. He said this, he writes, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. He continues, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. That's from Martin Luther King Jr. You know, there are different kinds of love in the world. As a matter of fact, the Bible talks even about a few different kinds of love. Uh, there's the phileo love, like it might be like the love for a brother. Hey, I love you, bro. I love you, man. Uh, there, there's an eros type of love, which is a more uh, erotic type of love. But there is a type of love that's actually called, it's actually called the agape kind of love. It's actually the love of God. It's a, it's a divine love. It's a supernatural love. It's, it's a love that only God can bring. In Romans chapter 5, verse 5, the latter part of that verse, it says, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us, there is a, a supernatural love that we need to be in, operating in right now. You know, there's a, 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 a love where you can try to conjure up out of your own strength, out of your own flesh, out of your own volition, but there is a supernatural love that God can bring into our lives, and we need to walk in that love. Let's take a look at that briefly. In 1 Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 13, verse 1 through 8, we're going to hear about this God kind of love. You know, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And I, I heard that and I used to think, man, I, I want to be in those higher ways and those higher thoughts. Well, you know what? His word is always going to lead us to a higher way and to a higher thought. And his love, the God love. The Bible says God is love. That's actually that agape word, that God kind of love. God is love. Let's look at that. The Apostle Paul, speaking to the, the Corinthians, he says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have, watch this, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Well, that's a powerful statement. Not that you couldn't do nothing. You know, this person had all faith to remove mountains, but he had not love. He didn't have this God kind of love, this supernatural love shed abroad in his heart by the Holy Spirit. It says, I am nothing. And it continues. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Okay. We need the God kind of love, this agape love. Here's what, this is what it looks like. And then Paul begins to tell us what this, this God love is. Love suffers long and is kind. How many of you know right now in this season, we need to suffer long and be kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. It does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. 
Now, as we're going to continue into uh, the, the second part of the armor of God today, just think about that. Just have, remember we talked about the helmet of salvation, the mind of Christ, thinking no evil. The NIV actually says, it keeps no record of wrongs. It doesn't. So the the New King James Version says it love thinks no evil, but the NIV says it keeps no record of wrongs. You know that has always stuck with me. I've 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 wanted to be introspective in my life and say, you know, if I had a tablet or a notepad in my heart and somebody has done something wrong to me, or maybe somebody's treated you poorly or done something wrong to you, are we? keeping a tablet or a notebook, well, that person did me wrong or that person did me wrong. Or are we allowing the love of God to be shed abroad in our heart where we actually keep no record of wrong? Verse six about this love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love, this love, verse seven, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. This is the season where love wins. Love is the victor. Love holds up under everything. Have you ever maybe been into a, a pool and you have a, 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 a some sort of a ball, a a bouncy ball, a basketball, and you push it down and you push it down in the water, but if you let it go, it's going to pop right back up. Love never fails. Love always wins. Matter of fact, in John chapter 13, verse 35, it says, by this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This God kind of love, this agape love is the mark of the believer. That this is the, the testimony right now to the entire world that we're walking in this supernatural love and by our love for one another. Matter of fact, did you know, that's why God sent Jesus to the planet. It says in John 3, 16, I'm sure many of you know this verse very well. For God so loved the world. You know, he loves all believers, but did you also know he loves the entire world? That's a matter of fact, that's why he sent his son, Jesus, for God, not just love, so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves you. God loves everyone. There isn't one person on the planet that Jesus didn't die for. But what does this love look like? You know, I, I referred to a couple weeks ago in my first part on the Armor of God series where Jesus comes out of the, de- out of the wilderness after being tempted by the devil. In Luke 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 18, he said this, The Spirit of the Lord is up on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. I would like to share with you right now, after hearing many voices in the world and seeing what's on the news and hearing from from protesters and those both peaceful and those that are very agitated and upset, there, there is oppression. There are many who are brokenhearted. As a matter of fact, I even was listening to a a fellow pastor this week and he just, he said, you know, he's just a couple pastors. They're just, they're broken. I want you to know that 
Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. I want you to know that Jesus is here to help you and to heal you today. That's what he wants to do for you. But, you know, because Jesus is still about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil. God was with him. But I would also like to point out that though Jesus may not be with us today, he is the head. But as the church, as the church, we, we are the body of Christ. We actually becomes the mouthpiece for God. We become Jesus's hands and we become his feet. And we have a message as a church that we, we need to be bringing, especially in a time like this of good news, that we are here to proclaim liberty to the captives and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. As I was praying this week in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 through 3, I, I was reading in it in Isaiah 60, 1 through 3, is a prophetic promise of the church where it says, Arise and shine, for your light has come. This is our time as a church that to arise and to shine for our light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon us. And it continues, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth and deep, deep darkness the people, but the, the Lord will arise over you. His glory will be seen upon you. Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising you know, I suppose if it's kind of bright on me right now, if I were to light a candle or had a lighter, you might see the flame, but you might not see it real well. But if we brought all the lights down in this building, I, I suspect from experience or being around a campfire that my, that light would actually get brighter and brighter the darker it got. So I, I believe we are moving in to our finest hour. As a church, we are here to heal the oppressed, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to heal the brokenhearted. So what can we do? You know, last week or a couple weeks ago, we looked at the armor of God and we're going to move into that right now. In Ephesians chapter six, verse 14 through 18, this is going to be our action point because many of you might be, this is great, Pastor Cameron, but what can we do today? I wanna, I'll show you. Let's, let's do a quick review of the armor of God. It says, stand your ground putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And today we... I want to move, we're going to move it one step deeper. And it says this, this is our landing point today. Verse 18, pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion. This is a day, this is a time for prayer. This is one of those all times. This is one of those on every occasion. It continues, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. We need to pray without ceasing. Matter of fact, Matthew 18 verse 19 says, again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. 
this is the time where we're going to take a moment to pray right now. And we are going to pray the prayer of agreement. And the Bible says that effect, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Our, our, our country, our nation, the world, our local area, our county, we need healing right now. And after we put on the full armor of, armor of God, we are going to be effective and fervent in our prayers. For right now, I'd like to invite my wife, uh, Jen Lefta, and she is going to lead us into pray, prayer right now. But I would like to challenge you, encourage you, invite you to pray in agreement with us right now. We are in such an amazing time and such an amazing opportunity right now where we get to engage our faith in greater measure. In Second Chronicles 7.14, it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. Lord God, right now, we just come before you and we just ask for forgiveness, Father. We ask for, for past ways of thinking, past ways of living, Lord, that haven't honored you and haven't honored your children. Lord, we pray for forgiveness for that right now. Those sins will just be removed and washed away, Father, for this is a new day. This is a new day for your church. This is a new day for your people. This is a new day for this nation. We pray for a new mindset, Lord God. We pray for healing where there's been brokenness, Lord God. We pray for restoration where there has been, um, where there's been that, that hurt, Lord Jesus. And, and just that, um, we just pray for the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the comfort of the Holy Spirit to just come into our homes, wherever we're listening to this right now, Lord God, that there would just be a healing, that healing that only Jesus can bring. We just pray that right now, Lord God. I just pray for a rising of your church, that we would rise up, that we would know who we are in Christ, and we would know what you've called us to, and that we wouldn't shirk back in fear, Lord God, but there would be a propelling, that there would be a moving forward in your presence, Lord Jesus, as we are equipped for this time with words, with action, with people around us, Lord God, to be able to reach out and to be the hands of Christ in this time, to be able to show words of love in this time, Lord God. Oh, that we would just look to you in this time as you are creating us for such a time as this, God. And we just ask that you would come wherever we are, Lord God, and that you would equip us for this season, Lord God. We just ask for a greater empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Oh, that we would receive power power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. We would be bridge builders with people, Lord, that we wouldn't be, um, there wouldn't be division, Lord, but I pray unity, unity in the church across America, unity within your people, Lord God, as you've even unified churches, Lord, beyond denominations, Lord, we pray for a unified people beyond color, Lord, and that there would be a call, there would be a call that we would answer God, and that we would rise up as the church that you've called us to be in this time, Lord, and that we will answer the call and that we will acknowledge our place in this and what we can do. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jennifer. Um, I would like to encourage you, if you are struggling this week with everything that's, that's going on, we're in the midst, midst of a pandemic and all the changes that are taking place right now in our country, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at the church. Give us a call. Send us an email. We are here to, to pray for you and give you guidance. 
I'd also like to right now as we close, I'd like to take a moment. For those of you who don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I would like to give you the opportunity to invite him into your life. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What does that mean? How do I call on the name of the Lord? How about this? Jesus. Jesus. Just, you just It's as easy as just calling on the name of the Lord and inviting him into your life. I want to pray with you. If that's you, you want to invite Jesus into your heart, just lift your hand where you are. Pray along with me. Agree, agree in your spirit. And I'm going to pray for you, pray for you right now. Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins. I am calling right now on the name of the Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for cleansing me from all unrighteousness. I call you, I declare that you are the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. Again, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're here, we're, we're standing with you. We're praying for you. And um, Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. God bless you. I love you. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us today. We have a lot of great resources for you over at harborcitychurch.org. Come check us out, and I hope you have an awesome week.